Welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the plants with dad and daughter reflecting on all things football, English football from across the weekend with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And it's been another busy weekend. There doesn't seem to be touch wood at the moment. Too many matches being called off um, due to COVID. So there seems to be quite a jam-packed schedule to talk about. Saying that Tottenham Arsenal, that one was cancelled, wasn't it? Uh, today, yeah. Yeah, so the lineup for the podcast, as normal, we're going to be reflecting on the top five English leagues, as well as I'm going to be putting forward a new chant to dad, and we're also going to be having some Barnet of the week as well. So for the warm-up conversation, um, obviously we're into January, they've got some January transfers that have already gone ahead. It seems to be quite quiet at the moment, you'd expect to be more uh, January transfers going across in the Premier League, but to start off with dad, I'm going to do a game called Hit or Miss. Uh, and I'm going to give you some of the January transfers so far, and you've got to say if you think they're a hit, if you think they're going to do well at the club, or a miss, maybe quite miss the mark. So to start off with, you've got Luca Dean, obviously signed to Villa. He's come from Everton, £25 million they paid for him, and he started against Man United. Is that a hit or a miss? A hit, I think he played well, and... um... He could have scored a goal. Yeah, no, I thought he played well, so it's a hit for me. I think he's replacing Matt Target now because they uh, Matty Cash on the side and Luca Dean. So, yeah. A Coutinho, obviously, again, for Villa, come from Barcelona. Uh, it's got to be a hit, hasn't it? He's a world-class player, so big hit. Chris Wood, interesting move from Burnley to Newcastle, 25 million. A uh, bit of a miss, I think. I think they, uh, if they want to stay up, they should have been a bit bolder and spent a bit more cash, perhaps, but... Um, I don't know what they're doing. They they say they've got all the money in the world and they want to spend it, but they buy Chris Wood, so... Yeah, I'm not sure. Not quite sure. So it's a miss, really. Um, and then last one, so it's only Villa and Newcastle that have made a lot of transfers so far. And the last one is Kieran Trippier, gone from Atletico Madrid to Newcastle, reunited. I forgot that he's been reunited with Eddie Howe. Was it at Burnley that they were together? Um, to Newcastle, £12 million. I think it's a hit for Newcastle, but a miss for Trippier because they'll probably go down. Mm-hmm. As my mate, as a United fan, said uh, you'd have him there all day long rather than £50 million one Bissaka or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why he joined Newcastle. Newcastle. Mm, funny one. So uh, I actually agree, actually, a hit for Newcastle, but potentially a miss for Trippier. Um, well, kicking off, to kick off the podcast, a little rant. And what's your kickoff this week, Dad? You can go ahead and have your rant start off with. Uh, I feel it's like deja vu. I'm sure I've done this before, but Chelsea at City. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, it's a massive match, six-pointer, can't really afford to lose, you know, you give it your best shot, but it's all just a bit insipid, really. And when you look at the uh, ratings in the Sunday paper, you know, a lot of them got four out of ten. Like and player just, ratings, yeah. Yeah, just that like four out of ten for Lukaku, four out of ten for so-and-so else. I mean, just, I don't know what they're playing at, really. Either, you know, make a good effort and go for it and lose two or three nil, but to sit there and hope you're going to get a draw then when you go one behind to suddenly come to life, which they did, and suddenly try and score. It's just a bit weird, really. So mm. I'm not sure Tuchel's tactics are uh, particularly brilliant in that respect. Um, but yeah, a bit disappointing, really. I thought they might have given him a game, but they didn't really give him a game. So I'll be talking more about the Premier League later, but I think it's now like an 11-point gap that City have got on Liverpool in particular. Do you think that's it now, or could they still come back? I think there's maybe two games in hand that Liverpool have got, but still... Uh, I mean, it feels like they're done and dusted, but um, it's a shame, really, because I mean, Liverpool have got a good team. Chelsea have they just didn't seem to turn up. So yeah, I think Liverpool are the only team that can catch them now, probably. 
Well, my kickoff, I mean, it's something that's been happening in football for years, but I don't know whether it seems like it's happening more than it does in the past, but um, I've noticed more and more fans are throwing stuff on the pitch at players. Um, and you've seen, we've seen this across lots of all different countries, all different leagues, like in December, Ipswich fans, there was a video of them actually throwing stuff at their own players after uh, their terrible performance versus Charlton. And if you go way back into September when it was England versus Hungary and the Hungary fans were throwing on, and I think it was Declan Rice that pretended to drink out of one of the, the cups that they threw on the pitch. And um, yeah, and you see it in the Premier League, not obviously every club and not every match of people throwing stuff onto the pitch, but it's just one of those habits that gives football a bad name. And obviously some of the chanting can be very offensive. And to accompany that, we now obviously have things like that that are happening. So it'd be great to just see um, that kind of stuff literally just kicked out of football, ironically kicked out. But um, yeah, not not great. Considering as well, back in the olden days, has glass bottles never been allowed in football stadiums? Uh, I don't think so. I, think, I mean, I think the problem, well... It's not a problem. The reason that the problem went away was because of the uh, CCTV or whatever, video coverage in ground. So, mm. I mean, you chuck something these days and you're going to get found out because yeah. they've got a picture of you chucking it. Yeah, and then that's just true. Look at your seat number and you're gone. So I think it's, yeah. I don't know, it's just a bit daft, isn't it? Well, saying that, I think people were chucking flares onto the pitch the other day. Um, well, going into our halftime turnover, so this is the team that managed to pull it back after the 45-minute halftime mark in the match. And I've gone to League One for my halftime turnover, a really good halftime turnover at Priestfield Stadium, Gillingham versus Burton Albion. And the host went into halftime 1-0 up after a very early three-minute goal from Robbie McKenzie. So Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank at Burton Albion, again, had a real important halftime team talk to do, and it seemed to do the trick. He didn't make any substitutions at halftime. He just kept it as it was, which was a good decision, because in the 50th minute, Tom Hamer got the equaliser to make it 1-1. 79th minute, John Brayford made it 2-1 to Burton Albion. And then 87th minute, it was one of the subs, Johnny Smith, to make it 3-1 to Burton Albion. So quite the halftime turnover coming back from a 1-0 down at halftime to then a 3-1 win away, obviously, like I said, at Priestfield Stadium to make the 123 fans uh, dead excited, obviously, at Burton uh, for Burton Albion. So yeah, a great turnaround for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and for Burton Albion. So my halftime turnaround is in Division 2, or League 2 rather, uh, and it's Stevenage against Sutton. So Stevenage, who were struggling against Sutton, who were looking to get promoted. Stevenage came out of the traps quick, 2-0 up at half-time. So, yeah, looking like they got a decent chance of a victory against Sutton. 2-1, Sutton got a goal back. And then Stevenage ended up 3-1, 64th minute. Still looking like they were going to get going, but Matt Gray had obviously given a good team talk. Milson made it 3-2, and then Richie Bennett uh, levelled in the 98th minute. You can't do much later than that. Uh, left Sutton one point off top three and Stephen is still struggling down the bottom. So well done, Matt Gray. A brilliant team talk by the looks of it and uh, exciting six-point thriller. Second half. Positive now within football and what well, I'm looking at the English midfielder playing for Southampton. I think he's their captain, could be the captain. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, who's now become the joint second greatest free kick taker in Premier League history after his beauty of a goal versus Wolves, his free kick. I think it was over like 30 yards out 
And even one of the commentators uh, from Sky Sports was saying, I, I just wasn't expecting him to shoot so far out, uh, but it was a brilliant goal with so much swerve in it. And he's now drawn level with Zola and Thierry Henry with 12 free kicks scored in Premier League history. And the only other person to have scored more free kicks with 18 is, of course, David Beckham. Do you reckon he'll catch him up? I mean, he's got to score another six more. Uh, I think he'll definitely go ahead of uh, Henry and whoever the other one Zola. was. Zola. I'm not sure he'll catch Beckham. He's only a young lad. He's only lunks young. Yeah, and he's got... Um, I was looking at some of the players that have got over 10 Premier League goals. Morton Gantz Pedersen was up there. He's eighth, obviously, ex-Blackburn Rovers. Um, and Ronaldo scored 11 free kicks. Uh, James Ward-Prowse has overtaken Ronaldo. So, yeah, I hope he gets a lot of credit for that because he's, he's a bit like Matt Letitia, actually, in terms of Southampton, real talisman. And you wonder whether he'll probably stay there for his, his whole career. And he's very reliable. And you always know on, on set pieces, he's normally going to deliver a very good ball. So, yeah, well done, James Ward-Prowse. It was exciting to see a brilliant free kick as normal from him. Um, I'm going to come back to this when I talk about Fulham's um, match against Bristol City, but... Mitrovic, Alexander Mitrovic, mm. I mean, um, goodness me, 27 league goals in 25 matches. I mean, he's on for 40 plus, you would think. His third hat-trick of the season yesterday. I know he uh, couldn't quite get on last time he was in the uh, Premier League. They nailed on to go up, you'd imagine, Fulham. It'll be really interesting to see whether they're, uh, next time round he gets a chance to keep his Stick place. With and him, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, it's just phenomenal, really. I think he's probably the most, well, he is the most prolific striker in the whole of the uh, whole of the league. Possibly, I mean, if you look across Europe, he might be across the whole of Europe. Mm, so, uh, mm. I haven't done enough research to make that uh, stack. But, yeah, now what a brilliant, brilliant season for Mitrovic. Fantastic. First half hat-trick. So my chant for the week, I'm going back old school. I'm going to 1958, the Everly Brothers. All I have to do is dream is the song. And we were talking about transfers and he's the French 28-year-old left back on to Villa. And I'm doing Luca Dean to Everly Brothers is all I have to dream. So it go, Luca, he's so fine. Luca wastes no time to whip the ball into play. There ain't no problem with Luca Dean. Luca Dean is here to stay. And then rather than dream, 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 it would be Luca Dean, Dean, Dean. Oh, I've lost, I think I lost the melody then. I don't think you had it in the first place. No, it's, I did the beginning. No, I think it, I mean, it's just too long-winded, isn't it, really? Mm, no, it would be Luca Dean. No, I've lost it now. No, but it's, <laughs> I think that's the first zero, actually. Oh, what? I didn't get a point. I thought the no. first line was quite good. Have no. you got any chance this week? You seem to have a I couple. No, uh, well, I'll, I'll need to look for some more fair chance. Fair enough. But, uh, no, no, no chance Zero for me point. this week. Final whistle, surrounding so at the Premier League, Championship League 1, League 2 and National League. So there's quite a lot to talk about in the Premier League. Like you said earlier, Man City beating Chelsea 1-0, just that solitary goal from De Bruyne, 70th minute. So they pull even further ahead at the top of the table. 11 shots City had, 6 on target um, versus 1 shot on target for Chelsea, which we're talking about the players' rating. It's really disappointing to see Chelsea only have 1 shot on target. Um, Norwich versus Everton. 
Um, 2-1 to Norwich. Norwich picked up their third win of the season and moves them off the bottom of the table. 40% possession, but they managed three shots on target. Also, it's an own goal by Keane and then a goal by Ida. Um, you did think at 60th minute, Richarlison with that brilliant overhead kick, are they going to turn it around? Um, but really disappointing result for Everton. Lost nine out of the last 12 Premier League games. They went from fourth in the table to 15th in the table. Their next match is home versus Aston Villa next Saturday. And about an hour before we recorded the podcast, we found out that Rafa Benitez has been sacked. Are you surprised at all? Uh, I think from the day he got appointed, he was going to get uh, sacked if he didn't do anything other than uh, have a, a good run. So I think it's it was a bit of a poison chalice really for him. I really don't know who's going to... I mean, they must have someone lined up, but at this time of the season, there's not too many managers going around that I can think of. I was trying to look on some of the betting sites. I mean... Big Sam, usual, give it big he, Sam. He was 20 to 1. Frank Lampard was up there. Um, who was it? Oh, Leighton, Harry Potter. No, Leighton Baines. He was like... Leighton Baines. <laughs> he's not even a manager. 50 to 1. Um, Roy Keane. Uh, yeah, it was uh, there. Not Roy Keane. What's the other Keane called? Robbie Keane. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not too surprised about that one, but it'll be interesting to see. Sean Dyche will get it. Sean Dyche? No, he won't. They'll get be mad at that. And then towards the bottom of the table, big match, Newcastle versus Watford. St. Maximum scores in the 49th minute for Newcastle, but as always, once they take the lead, they normally struggle to continue the lead, and that proved the point this week. Pedro scoring and equalising for Watford. So it was 1-1. Um, not great for either team, really. Still two points between them in the table. Um, another really good match, Aston Villa versus Man U. Bruno Fernandes seemed to be back to his best, scoring two goals, and you think, oh, Man United might be running away with it. But Villa, fair play to them, came back from behind to make it 2-2. Ramsey played really well, getting a goal and assist, and obviously Coutinho for his debut, scoring um, the goal. Um, and then on Sunday, the best match, West Ham versus Leeds. I think we always thought it would be a really entertaining match, and it didn't disappoint. 2-3 leads with the Harrison hat-trick back-to-back wins for the first time in the Premier League this season for them and uh, nine points now above the drop zone. So are you thinking this could be lead safe? I mean, they had two injuries in the match. They're still really bad with injuries, but... Yeah, I think they'll stay up. Liverpool versus Brentford as well. Um, without Salah and Mane, of course, because they're off with their nations playing, but they um, 3-0, quite a comfortable victory versus Brentford. Uh, now 11 points behind Manchester City and Brentford uh, sitting 14th in the table. Championship, so uh, Canelworth Road, Luton versus uh, Bournemouth. Luton's first league game since the 11th of uh, December. They started off well, turned up at half-time. But then uh, Bournemouth came out and uh, got a couple back. So it was 2-2 with, a, with 10 minutes to go, it was 2-2. Uh, Mark Condes and Rogers. And then Cal Naismith uh, for Luton scored the winner in the 97th minute. So 3-2 to Luton in the end. Uh, exciting game, actually. 13 shots on target. Wow. Uh, seven from Luton, six from Bournemouth. Luton now unbeaten in three and up to 13th. Uh, Bournemouth in second, but um, could have done with the points, not losing the points at the last minute, that's for sure. As I said before, uh, Mitrovic got a hat-trick, first-half hat-trick for Fulham. Actually went 1-0 down, so to Menya goal for Bristol City. 1-1, then uh, Semenya got another, make it 2-1 to Bristol, but then they uh, just took over the game. 5-2 at half-time, uh, that's a Mitrovic hat-trick. 6-2 at full-time, 13 shots on target, 8 from Fulham and 5 from Bristol City. So Fulham and 64 goals, which is 20 more than the next team. Uh, Blackburn Rovers, you've got 44, 64 games. 
Recently they've choked up a seven against Reading, a seven against Blackburn and now a six against Bristol. That's incredible really. Top of the table clash or a playoff clash, QPR versus West Brom. Even Stevens in terms of possession, a very, very close match, heading for a draw until Charlie Austin stepped up against his old club with a header, 89th minute. Uh, so QPR leapfrog West Brom, now two points ahead of them with a the game in hand. So great victory for QPR. Uh, so yeah, so Fulham top. Uh, they've got a game in hand, actually, on Blackburn and uh, Bournemouth, who are two points behind. QPR, Middlesbrough and uh, West Brom are in the next in the top five. Uh, Middlesbrough haven't lost in four, and West Brom haven't won in four. So two teams going in different directions there. Uh, they've got Barnsley, who are now below Derby. They've had another good win yesterday. Barnsley played 24 and won two, and Derby would be 11th if they didn't have the wow, points knocked wow. off. So brilliant uh, effort from Wayne Rooney, who could be the next Everton manager. Oh, yeah, that's it. I think he's the odds, well, <laughs> the favourite so yeah, far. I'm not sure about that. Uh, and then Peterborough who uh, are third from bottom. So we're uh, getting quite close down there. Mm. Into League One. Uh, well, Wickham have gone top of the table with goals from Curtis Thompson and Brandon Hanlon against Oxford, who are doing really well, actually. They were pushing for the playoffs. Uh, 12 shots on target in the match. Seven for Oxford, so they'll be disappointed not to have got a goal. Um, Oxford just outside the playoffs now on goal difference. So, yeah, great result for Wickham. 2-0 versus Oxford. So that meant that Sunderland and Rotherham both dropped points. It was 1-1 Sunderland versus Accrington Stanley. And then quite an interesting result, a bit of a shot really, Fleetwood Town beating Rotherham 1-0. It was a 95th minute winner from sub Anthony Pilkington. So imagine it would have been very good atmosphere there. What's Fleetwood's ground called again? We went Highbury. There. Thank you. Um, Portsmouth versus Milton MK Dons. It was an away win, 2-1 to MK Dons, ending Pompey's 10-match unbeaten run. Um, and it was a very close game actually, 50% possession each, six shots on target each. I really couldn't call it, but it was a great result for Milton Keynes to get that one six goals at Hillsborough uh, Hillsborough Sheffield Wednesday versus Plymouth Argyle 4-2 to Sheffield Wednesday I was looking at the score sheet and Nathaniel Mendes Lang um, who joined back in November from Middlesbrough and I think he's been around actually a name that I recognise I think he was at Cardiff before that um, and he got a goal and assist so it might do him some good I think dropping down into League One and probably one of those first name on the team sheets now for Sheffield Wednesday so obviously top of the table we've got Wickham 52 points Sunderland 51 points and then down to Towards the bottom, not really much change actually. Fourth from bottom, Morecambe, then Crew, Gillingham, and then rock bottom on 16 points. You've got Doncaster Rovers. The low down the table clash of six points of Colchester versus Barrow. Close game, but Barrow, eight shots on target. I think they've had eight shots on target for the last eight <laughs> games. And they managed to win 2 1. There was an ongoing from Dallas and Lisbon. And then Josh Kay got a late one just to seal the match. So. Uh, a great win for Barrow after that uh, brilliant performance at Barnsley last week. So uh, they had three players uh, in the ranks, new players all playing. So looking pretty good, actually. Uh, Zanzala has been transferred out to Exeter and actually scored on his uh, debut for Exeter. Barrow now four clear of Colchester uh, and seven clear of the drop zone. So brilliant day for Barrow. Port Vale, Swindon. Port Vale, I fancied for promotion. I've been seeing them uh, just before Christmas. But the whole match was changed when um, the goalkeeper uh, was sent off. So Swindon went in 2-1 up at half-time and then 1-3-1. So brilliant result for Swindon, actually. Fourth in the league now. And Port Vale have lost the last two and they're down to ninth. So a bit of a disappointing run for Port Vale. Newport, Harrogate. Newport are on a good run as well. Played behind closed doors, obviously, in Wales. 
Uh, they had an emphatic 4-0 win against Harrogate. Of course, Harrogate started the season well and were looking pretty good for promotion or playoffs. Uh, Dom Telford got two and um, he's the division's top scorer, actually, with 17. So, 25-year-old born in Burnley. So, Newport sixth and Harrogate 14th. Lost the last four um, league games after a good start. So, disappointing for Harrogate. And then the table in the League 2. So down the bottom, Oldham and Scunthorpe still hold the bottom two places. Uh, not looking good for either, really. Colchester, 22. Three points ahead of Scunthorpe. And then you've got at the top, Forest Green still, who are still seven points ahead of Tranmere. Uh, Northampton, third. And Swindon, after that good win at Port Vale, fourth. Oh, and then, sorry, some uh, non-league stuff. So not many fixes in the National League because there was some FA Trophy matches. Uh, but Chesterfield, after that uh, great day out at Chelsea, won four, won at Barnett. Shimanga got two. So they're second, uh, but they've got two games in hand on Halifax, and they're just one point behind now. Uh, FA Trophy, so the FA Trophy is a non-league trophy, and all the non-league teams have a crack at that. A couple of um, penalties, they must have gone to penalties in that, rather than playing replays. So Tombridge, uh, 19th in National League South, Played Kingsland, who were in the National League 1-1 draw, and they won 4-3 on penalties. So well done, Tombridge. And then Yeovil were at home to Needham Market, who were even further down the pyramid. Southern League Premier Division Central. 1-1 at full-time, and Needham Market won 8-7 on penalties. So excitement in the FA Trophy. Barnet of the week to finish with. Um, well, I am going to the Leeds forward, Welsh 24-year-old, obviously signed from Man United uh, to Leeds. And I'm going for Daniel James. I was admiring his barnet and I thought it's quite neat at the sides, but it's kind of got a nice bounce to it, a little bit curly on top, a little bit rugged, Not does, doesn't do too much with it, doesn't really gel it back. And yeah, just quite a nice like floppy bouncy, like a Hugh Grant-esque kind of like feel to it, I feel. I've gone for uh, the chap that scored two for Bristol at Fulham. Antoine Semeni, uh, oh. Semenyo rather, Antoine Semenyo. Uh, so he scored two at uh, Fulham. And he's, uh, got, if you have to have a look, Google it, but he's got yeah. some um, that pig, t- not pigtails, but... Braids? Well, on, t- on top of his head, the six of them, five or six oh, of them. Oh, okay, like top knots. Top knots, but plenty of them. Okay. So he's top knotted up. Right. Uh, so a brilliant uh, performance, despite getting beat 6-2. So Antoine Semeni. Yo, Semenio, Semenio. Right, that's it for Football Chance and Rants with the Plants. We're on social media. You can look back on Twitter and, and you can give us a like and a follow. And also you can check out any of our previous episodes as well. Just search for Football Chance and Rants with the Plants in your nearest search engine. We'll be back with some more next week and we shall see you then.